The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. That was a little sample from Rebecca Pigeon, British singer-songwriter Rebecca Pigeon, is going to join me in just a sec. I want to tell you a little bit about her. She's originally the lead singer of the British folk rock pop band Ruby Blue. She is known for her dark lyrics and bright vocals and has been touted by Rolling Stone magazine as one of those rare singers who convey emotion purely. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Rebecca Pigeon. Good morning, Rebecca. Yes, hi. Hi, thanks so much for calling in. Oh, it's a pleasure. We just uh, listened to one of your songs, Perfect Stranger, off of your, is this your latest CD, Bad Poetry? Correct, yeah. We'll play uh, the full version a little a little bit later on in the show. I want to talk to you about your background. How long have you been singing? I've been singing for a long time, since I was a kid, actually. That's great. Um, but I didn't really think of it seriously I did have a band, and we got signed to Phonogram when I was around 20. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've been doing it all my life, but um, taking it more seriously in the last few years than I have been in a long time. Was it that you were, you weren't sure if this was your true calling, or you just didn't know where this road was leading? Um, yeah, I, I didn't really have the time to put into it, I think, for quite a while. I see. Um well, yeah. were, you, were you doing other things as far as a career goes? Yes. Yes, I was acting, and I was um, looking after my family, and mm-hmm. um, I didn't have um, a, a record company pushing me, saying, come on, where's the next thing? Until I, I did, then I went well, with a, a company called Chesky Records out of New York, but they weren't pushing me to tour or anything. And now you're touring and doing it all? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you, is this where you dreamed your life would be going? No, not at all. It's a, it's a, it's a path I never knew I was going to go down. Really? Um, yeah, oh yeah, really. I didn't plan for it at all. Um, but I'm really, really glad that I'm here. You know, I, I, I grew up listening to singer-songwriters and, and um, listening in depth, you know, really mm-hmm. concentrating on it and, and and then when a friend, Roger Fife, said to me, should we put things together? I thought, well, okay, writing songs. Okay, that must be like doing what this person does. When, mm-hmm. you know, this Kate Bush, you know, it's like maybe I could sort of copy that kind of feeling or, you know, Joni Mitchell. or So that's how I started. Because of the theme of the show is Get the Funk Out, what is it about music that helps you or has helped you through a funk? Oh, music always lifts me into a joyful place. Um, just, I think that's just one of the, the magical things about music, especially when you're not only listening, but when you're dancing about and singing as well, at the top of your lungs, yes. or playing <laughs> an instrument. I think it, um, 
activates a different part of our mind. I think scientifically that's been shown. Yes, yes. And um, I think that fear is more difficult to fear when you're to feel when you're singing. I, I've heard that some pilots, when they're in a difficult situation, start singing. Really? I yeah. Know that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good thing we're not hearing that when we're at All <laughs> <laughs> right. Coming through the tannoy. The hills uh, are alive. Oh, no. <laughs> that would be pretty weird. <laughs> We'd think they're kind of, you know, wasted or something. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Who are some of your musical influences? Uh, at the moment, I'm I'm really listening a lot to Granddaddy. Oh, okay. And uh, PJ Harvey. Oh, yeah. Listening to Saint Vincent. I think Neil Young is a huge influence. Mm-hmm. I think obviously the Beatles influenced all, and um, you know all the greats, Rolling Stones and, and Bob Dylan. But um, I get into listening to niche bands as well, like The Fall, or. Um, I love Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Oh, yeah, I like him. It's interesting, the diverse musical influences you have. And then, now, tell me about Ruby Blue. Well, that was a band that this um, friend, Roger Fife, and I started. Originally, we were a duo, and we made a record. I don't know how we made this record. I guess we we made demo tapes, and they were sent off an, uh, an independent label called Red Flame. You know, this is back in the days of independent labels that weren't really connected with anybody else. Mm-hmm. They were just independent. And he said, let's make a record, David Kitson at Red Flame. Mm-hmm. And so we did. We kind of did things backwards. We made a record before we knew how to make a record. Ooh, that's tricky. Yeah. Just, I don't know how we did it. We didn't have a producer. We just sort of stumbled into it. It sounds very naive, I haven't listened to it for many, many years. So but, you uh, basically produced all these tracks yourself and then uh, mm-hmm. put it together. Yeah. Like I say, it was a long, long time ago. I have not much memory of it, but it was in a studio that was really, really far in South London. We had to, like, it was like an Arctic trek to get there. It was a particularly snowy, vile winter. Mm. And we didn't have any money, and we were going on many tube trains to get there, and I, I guess Dave Kitson must have put up the money for us to do it. Anyway, it was a very, very low budget. And then we we brought that one out on vinyl in a very small way. And then we then we had realized that we had to perform it, so we recruited some other members of the band. And then we started writing things. And we recorded some more with Dave Kitson, and he was trying to help us get the music out. And eventually Phonogram mm-hmm. came along, and Alan Pell at Phonogram signed us up to do, um, it was a big deal for us at that time. And then in 1990, you went solo. I did, because I had moved to the States and um, started acting, and I was working with my husband a lot. I realized, oh, gosh, I I, kind of loved that music thing, even though it was sort of accidental. I mean, it did start at the same time that my acting started, but it wasn't, you know, I always knew I wanted to be an actress. I never never thought of myself really as a singer. Really? So the acting thing was more deeply embedded in the, than the musician? Part yes, of it was more on purpose anyway. Mm-hmm. And, but when I came to the States, I thought, God, I feel really bereft. I'm not doing the music, and it seems to be something I really want to do. And so I wanted to continue on my own, and I did in quite a small way, but in a, a lovely way with the Chesky 
labels. They, they were an audiophile label, and so the, their recordings are very special to this weird group of people called the audiophiles. And they're from Mars, and they are all very all about um, the sound, the perfection of the sound quality. And there's a special way to, to record and a special way to manipulate this equipment. And they use one of my tracks, I think it's um, Spanish Harlem, to calibrate their systems. So I'm quite well known for those recordings in that That's community. Great. That's great. Yeah. Now, how soon after you landed in L.A. did you start acting and, and booking roles? Uh, pretty soon, yeah. I went and did, um, Steve Martin asked me to come on to his movie Shop Girl. And oh. what else did I do? I did television shows. I did The Shield. And then I worked on my husband's show, The Unit. That's great. Yeah, and I um, met Larry Klein and started working with him on music. And that was very exciting. And we became friends and we did three records together. One was called Tough on Crime, and the other, another was actually, Dave used some of the score from that on his film Red Belt, but it's actually called Behind the Velvet Curtain. That's a more obscure one. I don't know why, but that's a difficult, more difficult one to find. But that has kind of bossa nova kind of tracks on it because the film was about Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And then um, I did another record called um, Slingshot. Oh, I've seen that. Grammy-nominated, too. Yeah, which Larry produced, and that's a beautiful record. And then these last two records, I've done more of a a kind of band sound, and Tim Young has produced them. He's my guitarist. And and we've actually formed a band now called Bad Poetry, and the record is titled, the latest record is titled Bad Poetry, and the one previous to that is called Blue Dress On. And that was, Blue Dress On was when we were sort of moving towards Let's Have a More live band sound. And then Bad Poetry is much more hard-edged than than work that I've done before. And I see you've also toured across the United States with uh, Neil Young, Dave Matthews, Willie Nelson, John Mellencamp. You were part of Farm Aid. Yes, I did a show. I did one of their Farm Aid shows, which was really thrilling. That must have been really exciting. It was. It was really stupidly fun. (laughs) Why stupidly fun? Well, it was like one of those times when you pinch yourself and you go, you know, yeah. I, I'm i not really here. Yeah. Is this really happening? Yeah. <laughs> and then you're also part of the Wine, Women, and Song concert series? Yeah, that was what ended up at Farm Aid. It was a sort of concept of Wine, Women, and Song. And, and so these women farmers who were making these boutique fabulous wines would come and we'd ha- we'd um, sort of celebrate the wine and the person I was working with had written a book and we would sell the book, and we would also, and then I would perform, and we would sell the records as well. So it was a sort of joint enterprise, and it was about supporting local uh, organic farming as well. And that's why we ended up at Farm Aid. It's interesting how your life is intertwined with music and the arts, acting. I mean, does this feel like you're doing everything on your bucket list kind of thing? It feels like I'm doing... I'm expressing who I am when I'm doing those things, mm-hmm. uh, when I'm privileged enough to be working. Because it is a privilege one finds, especially these days when work is just harder to come by. And also, yes. it's more confusing in the music industry because there's, there doesn't exist that little Red Flame Records who says to the indie band, yeah, let's come on, let's do this thing. Right, we'll right. give you a little bit of money we'll and we'll you support and... you. That doesn't exist. 
so you have to i don't know you have to look for other opportunities and and get a bit crafty about it so it's always a privilege to be working and yes. and i feel um if i weren't doing these things then then i wouldn't be uh, sort of living out my life to the full i wouldn't fully be who I, who i am because it's such a part of who you are when you're an artist yes you know your work is just so so tied up with your own self I heard somebody, I was interviewing somebody uh, who founded this company called Element. It's a skateboarding company. And he said, when you find your passion, you'll know because you won't be able to quit it. Right. And I find that to be very true. And it sounds like, you know, when you're acting, that's amazing because it's hard to find the work. But also when you're playing music Mm. and you're performing, that's also, it's so uplifting. Yes. It helps balance everything out. Yeah. And, um... Just um, so important, such a, a hugely important part of my life. Is there anything else that you dream of doing, or you, you're pretty much doing it? I'm kind of doing it. That's great. Yeah, I know. This is what I want to do. That's fantastic. Anybody you want to perform with? Yeah, or, or I mean, I'd love to perform with Neil Young, or open with for him, or... I mean, I'd love to. I'd love to open for Granddaddy. They're my favorite band at the moment. Oh, Tim nice. Young turned me on to them. What about acting? Um, acting, I would love to do some comedy. I would love to work with. I mean, there's all sorts of people who I love. I love their work. Wes Anderson. I love his work and Paul Thomas Anderson. I love quirky, artistic, meaningful stuff. I love mm-hmm. the film Birdman. I just saw it. Oh yeah. I, I have yet to watch that. That's on my list of things yeah. to watch. We're going to wrap soon because I want to play some of the songs that yeah, you sent me. Yeah, go ahead. Me. You sent me Perfect Stranger and You Haven't, you haven't Lived? You Haven't Lived. Okay, good. Tell me about those songs. Um, Perfect meaning? Stranger is, um, actually I got the title from my husband and I sort of wrote a you know, semi-autobiographical piece, but of course pulled in darker overtones because I, I, like, I like that kind of, um, dark lyrics I was reading? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I do. I always gravitate towards it. Dark lyrics or, or um, what's the word, enigmatic or, you know, nothing that's... Anyway, I did sort of explore more dark territories on this particular record. Not that I'm always going to be, but okay. yeah. And, and You Haven't Lived is um, similar. It's sort of a true song from the heart, really. This is, again, off bad poetry, and if people want more information about where to find you, where would they go? Uh, well, I've got a, a website, RebeccaPigeon.com, and they can get all the info they want about me there. I'm also on Twitter. Okay. And I'm on Facebook. Any upcoming gigs that you have going on? Yeah, I'm going to be going to New York, uh, to the East Coast, to be doing some radio gigs and some gigs um, in town at the Rockwood in New York City, the Rockwood Great. Music Hall and Jam in Java in, in Virginia. And um, I'm going to be doing some gigs in L.A. at uh, Wit's End. I'm going to be going on Gary Calamara's show um, at the, uh, the, the Mimosa Music Series at the Federal Bar. All sorts of exciting fun things. Is that coming up December, January? January. January, okay. Yeah, January, February. All right, so if people want more information about that, they'll just go to your website. Yes, indeed. All right. I want to thank you so much for calling in, and uh, we're going to wrap up the show by listening to the two tracks, Perfect Stranger and You Haven't Lived, off of Bad Poetry.
Thanks, Janine. All right. Happy holidays. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. That was Rebecca Pigeon calling in. If you missed any part of today's show, it'll be up on my blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Again, uh, we're going to listen to Perfect Stranger, and then uh, you haven't lived. <laughs>